Guys, welcome to this bonus episode of Hot Kitchen. As you know, we're trying to do little extra bits of content. Uh, don't forget, we post new episodes, full episodes of the show every Wednesday, but this is a bonus thing, so enjoy. Today, I'm going to be talking about The Mandalorian Season 3. Yes, which you finished, James, but I haven't, because you might remember I went on a little bit of a rant. Yes, which I'll get on to. And I just want to say that... Uh, this is a completely spoiler-free review because George hasn't seen it, and I think you know people might still be deciding whether or not they want to watch it. So do not move along. No, this is the Mandalorian podcast you've been looking for. Uh, see what I'm doing there? Yes, I yeah. See. So this will be spoiler-free. But um, yeah, George, just on that, we had a couple of uh, early first episode impression yeah. thoughts. Just just briefly re-summarize what your little rant was about. My rant was about the fact that see the first two seasons of The Mandalorian were really great and the end of season two of The Mandalorian wrapped up so brilliantly and so perfectly, completed this, this narrative emotional arc. Mm-hmm. And then I, as a loyal Mandalorian watcher, come back to watch it and they have progressed the story, progressed the emotional arc of yeah. that, those characters in another show, in a very mm-hmm. cynical attempt to get an audience to watch that other show. Uh, I don't believe, I'm not against other characters appearing in other stuff, mm-hmm. but you don't progress what essentially would have been content for this series. This, this season. is the book of Boba Fett. Yeah, in the, in the book of Boba Fett. So when I watched the first episode of the season of Mandalorian, I felt completely lost, felt completely detached and a bit first snubbed. First episode of the new season. Yeah, that's what yeah. I meant, sorry. Um, and I just felt a bit burned. And at the end of it, I just thought, you know what, I'm just, I just, I don't care anymore. I think I'm going to leave it as it was at the end of season two. I'm, unless you tell me right now, that I need to go and watch it mm-hmm. and I've missed out on something, which I'll happily go back and do if mm-hmm. I'm wrong, then I'll do that. James, so what are deciding I was going to watch season three of Ma- or the rest of season three of Mandalorian because I watched the first one and then just sort of called off on it for a bit. Um, I realized I had a decision. My decision was uh, I stop, go back and watch the book of Boba Fett, uh. get all the context I need and then follow up with Mandalorian season three. Or I just go, listen, this is Mandalorian. Season two is Mandalorian. This is Mandalorian season three. I just go straight in, come what may, and come out of it at the end. And I can make a decision as to whether or not I'm going to go back and watch the book of Boba Fett because I wanted to have it watched for today for content. And I didn't, I realized I wouldn't have enough time to watch 14 episodes of TV, but seven was a lot more doable for me, or eight, technically, yeah. how you count. Um, so I did watch The Mandalorian season three, and I've now gone back and watched episode one of The Book of Boba Fett which I actually thought was pretty good, but I'm going to be reviewing Mandalorian season three. This is spoiler free. So because it's spoiler free, I thought this isn't going to be an episode by episode breakdown of plot elements that worked for me. So I thought, how can I talk about and review this in a way that's not going to talk about specific plot details? I've said on our podcast that I don't believe in ranking films, TV shows out of 10. But I have ranked every episode out of 10. And I thought it would be an interesting exercise to just quickly run through the episodes and give you okay. my ranking out of 10 to give it just sort of a broad stroke impression of how the season sat with me. Because when you're talking about individual episodes, I think sometimes there are storylines and scenes which in that one episode maybe don't work, but as a season it comes up later and you realise it's building something or trying to flesh out a character sure. dynamic. But... Do you want to just quickly go? There were eight episodes in Mandalorian season three. Episode one, 6.5 out of 10. Episode two, seven. Episode three, 7.5. Episode four, seven. Episode five, seven. Episode six, six. Episode seven, 8.5. Episode eight, 8.5. Whoa, so get... And seven and eight are the, the last two, and they felt like one epic part one, part two of a finale. It's clearly separate from the rest, not separate, but like, you know, in terms of their quality and their pacing, 
different from the rest of the show. Okay. So I my main criticism of The Mandalorian, which I think is something you could attribute to the entire series, is that there are moments or in this plot, there are pieces of hot air that just sit there. And I felt like, now I've noticed this from the first two seasons, I can tell within five to ten minutes of starting an episode of The Mandalorian what type of episode I'm about to get. Yeah. And some of them are these are very side questy. Oh, the thing, the monster stole, literally happens again, stole the thing. <laughs> we gotta go get it. Do 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 Grogu, you do this. And and there are a couple of episodes like this in the show. I don't think, as you know from my ranking, that was out of 10, I don't think any of them are bad. Right. I actually think some of them are quite well written. Right. But it can be a little bit frustrating when you get to seven and eight, which were great. They're great, great episodes, a great end to the show. And I'm reminded, God, this is why I'm here. Mm. This is what I'm waiting for. And the other stuff often feels like we could have compressed this show. Um, and, and I think it's interesting that, you know, this is the, the Mandalorian season one was the show that Disney Plus launched with. It's a streamer show. It does not exist on TV. It's not had a cinematic read what it has, but it's not like meant for any other platform really yeah. than on streaming. And it got me thinking about, do you remember watching TV shows in the early noughties? I know it would have happened before, but my memory specifically of the early noughties, you'd watch a show like Lost and there would be mid-episode mid, mid cliffhangers to keep you watching because the ad break would come. Yeah. And it would be like, you watch it now in our format and it would just be like uninterrupted with no ads and you binge it. And it's quite funny because you see like the music ramps up yeah. and it's like cut to ad and we've lost that in the structure yeah. of our tv like to some extent where shows are no longer being interrupted by ads i think that the middle bunch of episodes in the mandalorian season three wouldn't make it <laughs> on like an a on abc with all the yeah. ads roll i feel like they would have suffered and i'm not saying i think sometimes we watch you know older shows where they have to sort of keep you watching because of the yeah. ad break sometimes you feel like well, they're actually losing something. It's a bit silly the way they have to cliffhanger every yeah, like yeah, yeah. 15 minutes. I'm looking at these and I'm going, well, maybe it could use a little bit of discipline, of like discipline and keeping me engaged because I wonder if there were ad breaks in this, it wouldn't, it wouldn't hold my attention. And I was trying to, as I'm watching, I'm trying to dial in in this mid-season lull that I think it has. Again, they're not bad episodes, but I'm like, this isn't what I'm tuning in for. What is it? And I look at it and I go, isn't this, uh, first off, amazing that this show looks as good yeah. as a J.J. Abrams full feature, right? Yeah. It, is, uh, it looks absolutely gorgeous. It's shot beautifully in anamorphic. The special effects, for the most, most of the time, are the top of their game. They've got on every single yeah. uh, bell and whistle and the best person they could hire to do the job. And it's a privilege that we get to watch that as a TV show, like a Saturday morning cartoon. But as amazing as the dogfight sequences are, the, the battles and the blasters, yeah. um, the fights in the middle do not have stakes. Right. And that's where the show falls apart. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. That's the only criticism I have from it. Bring the battles in episode seven and eight. So many stakes. I'm loving it. I watched it on that TV. And for the last two episodes, I sat on the corner of my coffee table because I needed to like lean in and catch all the detail. Wow. And I couldn't bear to not like it's, The finale is fantastic. Wow. Like, I think it's not quite got the highs of season two. 
because those highs were like yeah. real moments that you'd earned. But um, th- th- that was where the midpoint, the midpoint was like I could easily get my phone out and swipe through this, but I never did because it was a shame because it's so beautifully okay. presented. That's the problem. In episode six, we have uh, a moment where Lizzo yes, and Jack Black are cameoing. You can call it, they're playing their cast as parts. You call it cameo. Um, it reminds me of when Ed Sheeran was cast oh. in that episode in the last, episode, last season of Game of Thrones. Was it season six or the no, last one? That, yeah, maybe, yeah. Whatever, like a pretty plot critical part of Game of Thrones. Yeah. And Ed Sheeran comes in there, completely rips you out of the world. Yeah. Um, I Look, we all ended up talking about the fact that Lizzo and Jack Black were in the show and I saw it all over Twitter. So maybe that was the exact intended effect that the producers Very of the show wanted. Um, I have nothing against Lizzo or Jack Black, but to me, just ripped me out of it. It just yeah. looks like loads of cor- loads of a studio corporate yeah. decision making and just a bunch of PR. And, and uh, to me, um, Star Wars is sacred. Yeah. And I think when people talk <laughs> about Star Wars, You're one of those. Yeah, no, I think with the way when people talk about Star Wars, I think people talk about it in the same way they talk about old religious texts. <laughs> And I think we are getting more styles and it's all coming in. And the more you make, the more, the less special it becomes and yeah. the more you have the potential to cheapen what the Star Wars yeah. is. And what's funny is in that same episode is a cameo slash casting with Christopher Lloyd from Back to the Future. Right, okay. And there's a, there's a scene where Lizzo and Jack Black are in it. And the next scene is with Christopher Lloyd. The Lizzo and Jack Black one felt like... A cameo. Yeah. Christopher Lloyd felt like a part. Yes. It worked. And I was like, this is a great actor. I, I immediately noticed, oh, it's Christopher Lloyd from Back to the Future. Yeah. But fantastic. He's really good. He's doing what Christopher Lloyd does great. Yeah. It's a nice little, you know, fun nod. But he's he's not distracting. He doesn't lose it. I believe him immediately yeah. as a character in this universe. But they have roughly the same amount of screen time as Lizzo and Jack Black. So that kind of... Um, annoyed me a little bit coming into episode seven and eight um i wrote fist bump so many great fist bump moments i mean this completely i would love to have seen episode seven and eight in the cinema they are as uh the sequences in them are as good as anything that you would want to go and see in the cinema the action is fantastic and there was one action sequence which was like a john wick action sequence with Mando like you know going through a layer of of people and if you've seen it you know what I mean and I'm like god this and I kept thinking like oh this is why I've turned up this is why I've watched every single episode um the the way it's shot and the volume is as with the other seasons is fantastic I never ever felt like I was looking at a set that was held up by like plywood flats and behind it would be like some old like cable with like a guy with a shot list um and I think I'll criticize it for saying that the villain of this series is really strong and I think they are underused. Um, they are a really great inclusion at the end of the show. And I think you could have, like I said, with these pockets of air, yeah. the side quest, you should have just brought them in instead of teasing sooner. the next season. It wasn't sort of I wasn't sort of like surprised that it was happening with them, but like just bring it in, give it a little bit of yeah. meaning. You, you can invent as many episodes as you want. It, you're on Disney Plus. Yeah. You can decide what The Mandalorian is. There's just pockets of air for me, which I think are holding the show down. You know what? Maybe I'll give it a watch. I think you've convinced me. Episode 7 and 8 is great. I mean, that alone, I'd watch it. Because also, how long are these hot air episodes? Uh, anywhere from, they're the same as the other ones. So they vary from 35 minutes to 50 minutes. I still think I could do that. Yeah. You've convinced me. I think I can do that. It's good. It's solid. All I right. think I still think season two take uh, is is better. It takes the biscuit. It takes the biscuit. 
And as I said, like, I was ranking these middle ones, seven and six, which are not bad scores on mm. my 10-point scale. I like it's this. It's worth talking, saying that that's We should do this for other shows. We can do this when we finish Succession. Yeah. A non-spoiler way of re- rating uh, episodes. Yeah. And now I, I... I I genuinely think I might watch it now. Yeah. Oh, thank and you. E- and even though the show didn't really address what would have happened in the Book of Boba Fett, I am going to go through and just fill in the gaps and hopefully I get enjoyment out of that even though I know where those characters are ending up. I watched the first episode of Book of Boba Fett thought it was pretty good. Okay. It's interesting. So, okay. that's that. Well, if you guys uh, think that James has been too kind or too unkind, I don't think you've been unkind. If you've been too lenient on Mandalorian season three, I think let you us know your it. thoughts. Write, write in and let us know what you thought about uh, the third season of Mandalorian and uh, to hello at popkitchenpodcast.com. Mm. We'll read it out. It's just, um, it, it, you know what it's straddling? And I think where maybe I understand these two battling ideas that Favreau and Filoni are trying to, trying to unpack. They're like, isn't it great that we can have a, a high-budget Star Wars TV show yeah. that is like a Saturday morning cartoon with the monster of the week? Yeah. And, and I love the, the, glo- I love the globe-trotting, the, the galaxy-trotting around yeah. and all the filling in it does. Like, we go to, there's an episode in Coruscant, which is such a cool oh, well, location yeah. to film in from the prequels. It's, like, beautiful. It looks even better than the prequels ever did because it's modern. And I'm like, it's just, I really love that the Star Wars universe is being fleshed out so much. But then I'm also, you, you show me how good and how consequential you can make this plot become. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, come do, on. Do like, more of do that, please. More of that. Like, I sh- you show me, like, I, you know, like, you just mentioned Succession. I cannot bear to miss a single minute of that series, a single interaction yeah. or spoken word. It's very dense. You would lose it and you need to unpack it. I, I hate to say it, you could be on your phone for some of these episodes mm. and not lose that much, which I think is a shame. That was The Mandalorian Season 3. <laughs>